Well, hello and welcome to episode 32 of the All Things Leeds podcast where myself, Ed McIntyre, and joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. A little bit gutted after last night, but I'm doing well. Yeah? Good week? Yeah, great week. Yeah? Yourself? Yeah, I've not been bad. I've not been bad. Thank you for that. Thank you for asking. Uh, we are by ourselves again, though, for this one, but there is still plenty uh, to talk about. We will, of course, uh, discuss Leeds United's past couple of games, uh, which were both against Stoke City. Uh, the first was, of course, away in the league, uh, where we won a 3-0. The second one was on Tuesday night at Ellen Road, which saw Leeds United draw 2-2 with Stoke City after normal time, but Stoke City beat Leeds United 5-4 on penalties to progress to the third round of the Carabao Cup. Uh, which is pretty disappointing, but we did battle him in the league, which uh, makes up for it. Uh, we'll also discuss uh, other news regarding Leeds United, including the news that former striker Jermaine Beckford has retired from playing football at the age of 35. Pretty uh, sad news and end of an era there. Uh, we'll also uh, discuss a bit of transfer news as well, as the European transfer window still hasn't closed yet, so some players are still leaving the club. And we'll also look at the news that Liam Cooper has been called up to the Scotland squad for the upcoming Euro 2020 qualifiers. Finally, he's finally been called up. It's a long time coming. Uh, and then we'll uh, look ahead to the big game this Saturday. A top of the table clash. First Thursday, second is, of course, Leeds United against Swansea City at Ellen Road. This is the All Things Leeds podcast. Well, I guess we'll start with the game last Saturday. Really go in a chronological order. And uh, we'll start with Leeds United's uh, 3-0 win away at bottom of the league, Stoke City. Uh, of course, the Bet365 Stadium was once known as the Britannia. Uh, we might not be able to do it on a cold, rainy afternoon in Stoke, but we can certainly do it on a hot summer's day in Stoke. <laughs> yeah, this was a uh, this was a good performance. Uh, particularly second half, we we uh, we just kind of destroyed them. Basically, uh, we were kind of we were merciless, and I like that. I like I like a ruthless team. I don't, I don't I'm not a big fan like of going like one or two nil up and then just sitting back. Yeah. I really want to punish people, particularly teams like Stoke with because they are incredibly arrogant, <laughs> having come down for the Premier League, thinking they're going to walk it, yeah. and nobody ever walks this league. Yeah, it, it was very nice watching. We did <clears> batter <throat> him. It was a fantastic performance from Leeds, and it was great to bat Stoke as well, and there was a video of some Stoke City fans singing Galatasaray, so it, it was good that we did end up battering him. Yeah. Um, of course, that chant is, you just don't accept it at all. Um, but yeah, it was nice watching Leeds United absolutely dominate Stoke City, and if you had told me a couple of years ago that we would go away to Stoke City and batter him and win 3-0, I would have just punched you in the face and, talk and called you a moron because I just wouldn't have believed you. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been that violent, but I'd have probably laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, they, I remember them coming down last season and as you were saying a while back, every game since that game, it's looked less and less impressive, the fact that we battered them last season on the opening day 3-1. Yeah. Because they've just been horrendous. Yeah. Because um, they came down and, I mean, on paper still, they still have a Premier League squad, really. They do have some decent players. Well, yeah, I know we want to do this in chronological order, but last night they made nine changes, and their nine players they brought in were all senior players. Yeah. Whereas our we made eight changes, and our eight changes were all, well, kids, basically. They're all... The average age of the t- our team was 23. Yeah. Uh, and that was including the fact that we had... Um, Douglas not playing. But, yeah, they were... They've, got, they've just got about 30 senior players in their squad. All of kind of high kind of high level championship quality, but for some reason because of, I think largely because of the manager they're, they're not succeeding. Yeah, and and really are struggling. But 
it was a few years ago. You you knew what you were getting with Stoke. You were going to wait Stoke, and you know they were going to get a horrible. big crowd. <laughs> going to get a big crowd. It was horrible. Of course, they had that. Oh, can you do it in a Colvin United Stoke? No, not that big a crowd. Stadium capacity is only like twenty five thousand. Yeah, but but the crowd would be loud, and you didn't know what you're going to get away at Stoke. But now you go in there, and you're expecting to win. Really, you're expecting to bat them two or three nil. Really, uh, away at Stoke, and of course we did do that. Uh, just for one change for this game, Bavardi in for Liam Cooper, despite being also also saying that Dallas might have missed the game, but he did play and a uh, clean sheet. Bavardi did well, I guess. Uh, Stoke City made just six changes, only only six changes. I feel as though if they made seven changes, it would have been too crazy. <laughs> so only six changes for Stoke City, which saw the likes of Jack Butland and Tom Ince. Uh, they were all dropped, and um, yeah, so it, it was a fairly quiet start to the game really I, f- I felt as though it was kind of like a boxing match both teams are feeling each other out seeing what, what you're going to do and uh, yeah to, to be honest it, it was fairly quiet but we until we did score though um on 42 minutes uh fantastic goal this as well great great build up play nice little interchange Pablo Hernandez fantastic <laughs> ball perfectly weighted pass to Stuart Dallas and naturally our right back is running on in front of goal and one touch and it's sent back at that. It starts with like a, a pressured clearance from uh, Federici and it goes up over to the left-hand side and Alioski is trying to win it and this defender just jumps on his back and I saw so many Stoke fans saying, oh yeah, it was a foul in the build-up to that goal. It's like, it, Alioski was just getting pulled over. He lays it off to Forshaw, who I think finds Jack Harrison um, who then gives it to Pablo Hernandez, who spots a pass that nobody's spotted, <laughs> which is the runner Stuart Dallas over on the right hand side, uh, around the side of uh, James McLean. And um, like a beautiful, just a proper striker's side foot finish from our right back. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was surprising. It was surprising to yeah. see Stuart Dallas that far forward. Uh, but we did that thing, I noticed that everyone was all down on the left hand side, and it left Stuart Dallas just. Three on the right, running past, well, running past. That's, uh, that's what Bielsa likes to do, isn't it? He likes to overload one side and leave a couple of free players on the other side, just in case you can, you can do the quick uh, switch of player, yeah. and then you show it in. And that that was a fantastic ball for Pablo Hernandez. That was such a nice ball. No one saw it. It was beautifully weighted. Well, when I first saw it, I thought oh, Federici really should have come out for that. But, yeah. I, but then looking at it again, I realised it's it is quite it, the, the ball is quite far out of the box. Uh, not out of the box, but you know. To the, to the edge of the box, so he would have to. He would have to have been very quick to make, make that one. Yeah, and it's not like it was a fast moving ball; it was quite slow. And it, it, yeah, it was a plenty of time for you to think as he as he actually passed it to Dallas. But it did, of course, go to Dallas, and Dallas are right backs uh, scoring with his. <laughs> if the, if the keeper touch. comes out again, I reckon Dallas just chips him. I think it's a goal either way. If Dallas has a chip in him, you don't know oh, if, he, if he has if he has the quality. He is a right back, <laughs> but he used to he used to be a, a left and right winger. Yeah, so. I mean he's he's come on leaps and bounds. I'm so pleased that Stuart Dallas got the goal because he has been brilliant for me so far this season. He's been incredible at right back. Remember, we signed him in 2015 as a winger from Brentford, and Bielsa's <laughs> turned him. I mean Bielsa last season. Sometimes he played him in defensive midfield, and now he he's just an incredible right back. It's just, uh, well, Bielsa loves kind of free roam and uh, fluidity in the positions, but also he likes players that they're able to kind of play anywhere. That's why I think he once said about Ailing, he can just play anywhere in the defence, so we're yeah. okay. It's an interesting point on Luke Ailing, because uh, Leeds United released a video of him and Tyler Roberts who have been out injured. They were training, uh, so they should hopefully be back soon. But Luke Ailing, he's going to find it tough getting back, starting at right back, because Dallas really is playing well. Yeah, he's going to struggle, because... Um, Especially coming back from injury, because he ain't going to be as sharp as he would as he would be. The rest of the team have had what six, six or seven games now yeah. to get kind of get back into the swing of things. Whereas Ailing's not played a game yet, so it might be a case of 
maybe giving him, I don't know, a few minutes to see out a game or... Maybe, I mean, they'll go in the 23s in the moment. Yeah, yeah, that as well. Maybe the first round of the FA Cup. If we're, I said, you know, we join in the third round, don't we? And that's ages away as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know it's a while. <laughs> but yeah, you know... It's in like four months, mate. Yeah, it's, it's not, I think, not four months, is it? Is it in is the first one, first round? for our first Well, round? it's not even September yet. And the, and is, the it, fir- is it January or is it January, December? yeah. So, oh. four months. All right. <laughs> well, all right, we can we can edge him into a few games. We'll see a few games out, like 80 minutes. We'll start 2-0. Maybe bring him on if Dallas is a bit tired or a bit in, uh, maybe a slight injury yeah. or anything like that but yeah he's, he's going to struggle to get past him but uh, Bielsa his favourite back line is Douglas Cooper White and Aylin yeah he it, does have his favourites yeah but right now Dallas he, he's playing awesome and I struggle taking him out of the team I struggle taking anyone out of that first team of a championship really plus uh, Dallas is a good impact player yeah he's got, uh, and given his ability to play in most positions it's, he's good to bring off the bench see a game out yeah, absolutely. so if that's if that's what we want to do, I also really don't rate Tyler Roberts' new Barnet. That has to go. Unfortunately, <laughs> he's copied. He's copied Calvin Phillips. Yeah, he's, he's got. Nah, that has to go. Unfortunately, but <laughs> but he'll struggle finding finding it. He'll find it hard getting back into that number ten. Role. He's really struggled with injuries as Roberts over the yeah. time this time at Leeds, and it's been disappointing because when he has played, he showed he's flashes of brilliant, re- really good play, and given his age, yeah, it was an absolute steal off uh, of West Brom. <laughs> off West Brom. Yeah, he's brilliant, and he's still what twenty years old as well. He's he's a fantastic. Uh, youngster and he's got a fantastic career Tyler Roberts and, uh, but hopefully him and Luke Hillen are back soon but they will find it hard getting back into the first team uh, of course 1-0 at half time in this game the second half we just battered them really <laughs> we just absolutely battered them uh, 2-0 up on 15 minutes uh, again a great play from Leeds United Hernandez finding Bamford uh, in, inside the box Hernandez holding the ball up well Picking his picking his uh, moment to pass the ball to that far post, and Alioski ran onto it to uh, tap the ball into the back of the net. Another brilliant goal. Yeah, there was um, some some great build up, some uh, interchanging, kind of one touch passing, and uh, I kind of Ananda's kind of tapped it to Bamford. And I don't know whether Bamford's going to going to shoot from that bad angle, but clearly he, he, um, he spotted the Alioski's run at the far post, and um, I'm not sure whether the defender should have done better to get to Alioski, possibly, but even still, it's a uh, it's tapping in the end and he gets to wheel off to the Leeds fans because they were right behind the goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> and an uh, assist here for Patrick Bamford, but he did score uh, shortly after on 66 minutes. Uh, Hernandez, another brilliant pass, finding Alioski making that run on the left. And I think a lot of people think that he was trying to find Patrick Bamford. He was uh, near the ball and he, and he got pushed over, but I think Pablo Hernandez, if you watch the replay, he's looking at he's looking at Alioski's way. And also way. the the ball curves to the, yeah. the left rather than to the right, it, which Hernandez uh, is is right foot, so he could he could curve it to the right probably more easily. Yeah. And he caught everyone by surprise as well because Pablo Hernandez was on a halfway line. He, he was sat really deep, but ended up finding that killer pass out to Alioski on the left. Uh, his shot from a tight angle was saved, but Patrick Bamford on, on the follow through uh, with, with good finish really, and Patrick Bamford an assist and a goal, and I'm pleased for him. There as well, Patrick Bamford. He had a really good, uh, another really good game. Yeah, he was. Uh, his hold-up play was good. He got. A little, I think he got a little bit fortunate. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say that many leads goals, but he did get a little bit fortunate. The keeper did kind of palm Alioski's shot, kind of nicely for him. But it's still flying up in the air. It's it, he, he volleys it. It's not rolled straight to his feet. So yeah, it is a good finish. And if I find the far corner there, 
Uh, and then we're 3-0 up and then we're away from home 3-0 up and the game is effectively won with <laughs> yeah. about half an hour to go yeah uh, but it was a brilliant finish from Patrick Bamford that's now four goals in five games uh, for him uh, but all goals have come away from home and there does seem to be a different Patrick Bamford away from home compared to at home I think there's a different Leeds United away from home than there is at yeah, home we, it, we seem a lot more willing to have a pop up people away which I think I don't know whether that's just the pressure of the crowd or just the kind of because people uh, the home sides when we go away are far more willing to give us the space behind them by by coming onto us yeah. and uh, and having a go. Whereas at Ellen Road, most te- the vast majority of teams turn up and they just sit back and do nothing yeah. and try to grind out a draw. But I th- I personally think Brentford were trying to grind out a draw for that for the, uh, their game. Yeah, the Stoke weren't particularly trying yesterday. I know it was a cup game, but they they weren't really trying to come forward very often, especially in the second half. They barely touched the ball. Yeah, but it is weird though, isn't it that there does seem to be a different Leeds United away from home compared to at home. We've scored most of our goals uh, away from home so far this season. That was our problem last season. We had a really good really good away form and poor home form. Do you think it is the pressure of playing at Ellen Road for sure. Leeds United? I'm not sure we had a we had poor home form. Towards the end of the season, the, the home form wasn't brilliant. Yeah. But over the course of the season, I think I don't think there was much much difference between the home and the away form. Yeah. I think we were, we were pretty decent above. That's why we were up at the top end of the circle. But do you think that there is a big pressure on the Leeds United players though playing at home and and that Ellen Road with I, the Ellen Road crowd? I think that's part of it, I think. But I do think teams, when they come to Ellen Road, set up so defensively, there's just no space to exploit. Yeah. Uh, away, away from home, we get so much more space. Uh, and plus, we, we've got a great talent, this, uh, this team, of turning, uh, when we go away from home, turning home crowds against their own team. As you'll see, with, <coughs> we did it with Stoke at the weekend. Their, their, their fans were properly getting to the back of their players. Yeah. And then, and then once they're, and of course, I, I actually said, I said to my brother when we, when we, uh, Enketi scored the first goal yesterday, I said this sort of fold like tissue paper. Watch it, and, <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they did. To be fair. Yeah. Um, but it does seem to be a different animal. And I remember last season, Lee, Lewis Cook, former Leeds United player, of course, Leeds United youngster, now at Bournemouth. Uh, but he yeah, had an interview, and he, and he was saying playing at Ellen Road. It did feel like the crowd was on top of you a bit, and it did get onto you. I feel as though it is a bit daunting for the players who who are particularly used to that environment, coming to Ellen Road and having the crowd there. And I mean, once there's a misplaced pass, the crowd are right on on the players' backs, really. No, I, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because, I mean, if you look at yesterday, Harrison misplaced a few passes when he came on, um, but and and then <clears throat> obviously he went on to miss the, the crucial penalty. But he still got a good reception at the end. I think it's certain pockets of, of fans that you're kind of eager to get on people's backs. I, I, I just think... I think away from home, with the the away fans are a bit more forgiving yeah. uh, than the home fans are. But I also... I think you got to treat that... It is a bit of an excuse, really. You're a professional footballer. You're getting paid a lot of money. And you are... It's not like this, it's not like it's your first... For the most most part, obviously, the younger players, that's an excuse. But for the, for the older players, you've played in front of fans before. Lewis Cook has gone to Bournemouth where he plays in front of 10,000 fans, <laughs> yeah. which is... For me, non-league. That's a non-league level of fans, uh, and you got you got to be able to deal with pressure. There's pressure in every job in life, yeah, especially absolutely. especially on professional sport. Um, but it, it's how you've got to be able to deal with that. And I think I do think the away fans are a little bit more lenient um, than the home fans. Yeah, but it is an interesting one, though. But uh, Bamford 
uh, four goals in five now for him. A really good record so good far. Three yeah. uh, 0 up uh, in this game then, and uh, then we rub salt into the wounds. Really, we bring on Eddie and Kessier for Bamford, and then shortly after bring on Helder Costa for Pablo Hernandez. And the Stoke City players were probably just wishing that we piss off to be honest because <laughs> they're 3-0 down and then we, we we go ahead and bring on Eddie and Kessia and Helda Costa <laughs> and Kessia was really lucky, unlucky not to get an assist as well because he, he played Forshaw for, uh, in one-on-one yeah and uh, Forshaw missing another great chance yeah. it's just not working for him right now but yeah that, those two subs were I think purely for just giving Kessia a bit, a bit more game time um, because you know Pablo Hernandez is 67 years old and needs to rest now and again <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's sarcasm by the way I yeah. know he's 34 <laughs> but, but it's awesome having these options though isn't it because we saw against Brentford we were struggling we bring on Helda Costa and Eddie and Ketty off the bench a £15 million striker and uh, a £15 million winger rather and a striker who probably in this day and age of where he's playing now and if it continues did you next say 50 summer, or 15 15 <laughs> uh, like but next summer Eddie and Ketty it, it could be worth 20-30 million pound he next probably, summer he probably already is to be yeah. fair and we're bringing these players off the bench when we're struggling, they can change the game. But we're freeing a up here and we're bringing them off the bench. It's great to have all these strong options, which we're not really used to. Yeah, because that was the big problem last season was was the depth. There wasn't really any... Because the low knees were very disappointing last season, I think. I think it's fair to say. I thought uh, Jamal Blackman was a bit unlucky, broke his leg, and then Lewis Baker was, was very poor. And it just nothing was really working. Jack Harrison was a bit inconsistent last season. He's obviously a lot, much better this season. Yeah. But, uh, but obviously this season we've got Costa, we've got Inkessia, we've got a kind of re-energised Jack Harrison. We've got these players where we can we, who are on loan, which can do the and Ben White who can do the business and they can play well in the championship. And we don't have to rely on the youngsters as much because obviously we don't want to put too much pressure on our yeah. academy. I mean, last season we were relying on Jack Clark really. He was the secret weapon, yeah. and eventually people figured him out. And there's an argument to be made that he has been fully figured out. Yeah, because he's not really. He's doing um, too great this season. Performing poorly this season. Yeah. I think. Especially, um, it's, he's not all right for the under twenty threes, but for the senior team, he is performing poorly. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't want to slag off our players, but he just he, he doesn't seem like he's that bothered. It seems like he's kind of sulking. In fact, he's not getting much game time, yeah. so his performances go down. So he gets less game time, yeah. and it's a kind of a negative cycle. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on Jack Clark a lot more later on uh, when we talk about the game uh, from Tuesday night. But back onto the to Saturday's game, Held Costa. He was unlucky. Not to score, really. Great, had this great really strike. great effort from about 25 yards. Just absolute thunder bastard shot. I, I just thought the way he was running along the edge of the box. He was just doing one-twos with every single one of the Leeds <laughs> players before having a shot at goal. And not not one of the Stoke players closed down any of the Leeds no. players. And it, it was a fantastic strike as well. Uh, good save by... Um, uh, by the uh, goalkeeper Federici uh, Federici thank you um, we were lucky not to score if that went in probably goal of the season but uh, no a very good save uh, but after that the Legion United fans started singing we're taking the piss which I think just wound up stuck nah, stuck even go- more goal of the season so far is the uh, the opening goal against Bristol City away where well, Pablo, Pablo Hernandez turned it left foot top corner yeah that, that was a fantastic finish <laughs> uh, of course 3-0 at full time though it's hard to pick a man of, man of a match uh, from this one because everyone was, was was good. It was a collective team effort. Maybe Pablo Hernandez uh, for his insane passes during the game. Uh, ben White, though, he had another incredible game. Mugged off a few of Stokes forwards uh, a few times with uh, some really oh, yeah, nice dummies. dummies. Um, yeah, he, he, he had another fantastic game. Ben White, Ben White for me, 21 years old. First season in the Championship, he's the best centre-back I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I do love him, and I love his confidence. He does have the slight tendency to overplay sometimes. Yeah. I think I think he's got that in him. I could, um 
Uh, he does. He does. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. We keep going about going in chronological order, but I'm going to have to mention this game again. <laughs> uh, there was one point where he, he controlled the ball and he was bringing it away from there, there uh, forward, and he just he, he ran it out of play. And I just think could he have laid it back to Casilla? But uh, in, even in the Stoke game of the weekend, he he, he does overplay a bit. But you know, you love to see the confidence there because he's obviously he's on loan from Brighton. He's like 21 years old. Yeah, he's only played for kind of Peterborough and Newport in the past. And you think, is this going to work? This is a bit of a kind of gamble. But it has, I think so far it has paid off. Yeah, it? it's working so far. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but Saturday's game, it was kind of like the, the entire team were playing well. And it, it spoke a lot to me in the EFL team of the week this week. No Leeds United players win it, but the manager was Marcelo Bielsa. I heard someone say you can only have one representative from each club. Yeah. Um, well, if that is the case, Marcelo Bielsa was in it as, as the yeah. manager. And I think that does say a lot, really, because the. Saturday's game. I think you you're struggling to pick out a man of the match. Everyone were just good. I think um, I, would, I would probably give it to Pablo just yeah. because he was kind of at the centre of at least two yeah. of the two. Of the, in fact, all three of the goals. Yeah, I think the Yorkshire even post their match ratings, player ratings. They were basically all sevens, couple of eights here and there, uh, but basically all around all around seven and eight. And it was, it was a bit harsh by uh, Joe Urquhart to give everyone sevens. And but eights. you couldn't give everyone nines or tens, and it wasn't like I, it, I'd have given probably Ben White and Hernandez nines though. But it wasn't like it was a it was a fantastic performance for me. Still this season, we are yet to get out of second gear. But that is a positive. You know, there are still areas to improve, but that's a positive because we are still unbeaten in the league. We are still top of the table in the league and we're not at our best yet. And that's a massive positive. Yeah. Um, there there are a few things we need to tidy up. I think uh, set pieces, both attacking and defending, I think we need to improve. But of all the things to tra- to be able to have to train to improve, set pieces are one of the one are ideal because you can easily practice set pieces in training all all day long. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> set pieces is a key in the championship. Yeah, well. exactly. The, there's there's far more kind of unsolvable problems <laughs> that coaches will be facing the championship than the old set piece going astray. Yeah. But I mean, the height of the team has to do with that as well. And the, the, there are a couple of other issues that we're we're always a bit vulnerable off counter attacks because we do push a bit far forward. But that's the price you pay for for kind of liquid football at times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is that trade-off that you might get counter-attacked. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm impressed so far, and I think if we can just... If we can just assert our kind of dominance and control a bit earlier in games, it seems like, like you were saying for the Stoke game, we were kind of kind of feeling... Uh, we were kind of, you know, I've noticed that in every size, single game Sizing so each other up at the start of the game. Yeah, I've noticed that in every single game so far. We, we, we you know, we, we, we kind of feel how, how they're playing first and then we wait for our moment to go and strike and then once we've scored, and then we go on to win you, the game. You, there is a danger there of waiting too long and missing yeah. chances. So, Just like what happened on Tuesday night. Yeah, so that that is that is the gamble. Yeah. Um, but I, I have been impressed so far and I think, yeah. I think we are going to get better. I think yeah. th- there's no... There's, <laughs> I don't think we're going to... The wheels are going to fall off. No. That's what I don't... But yeah. would you agree though that we haven't got out second gear yet but we are still playing well. We're picking up points and we're doing brilliantly. Yeah. I yeah. think we... And then we've got the wonderful <clears throat> selection headache of Enketia and Bamford where we uh, <laughs> we don't really know what to do with them. No. They're both flying so... Yeah, unless we go two up front. But the system doesn't allow for two... Uh, the system doesn't allow for it, does it? Really? Yeah, unless, unless you do change the system, but Bielsa's not one for doing that, really. No. Uh, but a 3 0 win away at Stoke City there. Stoke remained bottom of the league on one point. It's not looking good for them uh, in the Championship this season, at least. Uh, but it's another win for Leeds, another great performance. We're still unbeaten uh, in the league. Uh, that's now three clean sheets in a row uh, in the league now, which I think is it was four, awesome. four, including the uh, Cup as well. Yeah. But three three clean yeah. sheets in a row in the league now, uh, which is just awesome, and it's great being a Leeds fan right now. 
Yep, I'm just wondering when I'm going to get the sucker punch in the face that always comes along with supporting Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> From me, <laughs> probably, in the stand, really. Probably Ben White <laughs> doing his ACL or Calvin uh, Phillips getting a red card for, I don't know, looking the referee the wrong way. Don't jinx it, mate. Don't jinx <laughs> it. Uh, but we are top of the league still as well. On goal difference, though, uh, which is a nice change. But Swansea are uh, second on the same points as us, of course. It is still early doors. We do play Swansea on Saturday at home, uh, which is a massive game. A top of the table clash. And we will... Six-pointer there. Yeah, and we will look ahead to that uh, game later on in the show. But now let's look back on Tuesday night's game. Second round uh, of the Carabao Cup, Leeds United. Uh, we did end up losing five form and penalties to Soak City. Uh, after a 2-2 draw in a normal time uh, at Ellen Road. It's a tough loss to take, really, as we probably should have won, but are we bothered about losing and being knocked out of the Cup, though? It was like last season. We just For some reason, last season, we kept drawing championship sides in the Cup. I really wanted... I, I'm not bothered about being out of the Cup. I would have liked to have gone out to a Premier League side, yeah. and I would have liked to have played a Premier League side at Ellen Road. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick of playing... Yeah, because last season we had Bolton pressing. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of playing teams that we already play. Like, I think, I don't know who said it last season. I don't know whether it was Ailing or uh, Douglas or one of them. Uh, they got interviewed about the cup game. I asked if they were looking forward to it. And they went, well, we, we play Bolton anyway. Because we we, <laughs> it, it's just one of those games we play anyway in the, in the league. Yeah. You, in the cup, you want to either play... I mean, you don't really want to play a team in the division below because that's always a danger. Um, but you want to play a different side. Ideally, you want to play like a mid-table Premier League side. That would be ideal. But I'm not bothered about the cup, no, because I think the way I see it, it was a bit disappointing to go out. But the, uh, the, there's a three-game week that some championship sides are going to have in in a, in a couple of months uh, or next month time, whenever yeah. the next round is. I mean, it's, I'm, one, it's one less I'm, game now. And we're going to have a two-game week, so... Yeah, it's one less game now. It's, it's another chance for for our key players to to rest up. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah it, it, more, more time to train midweek, more time to rest off, and we'll, you'll get a fresher squad at the weekend. Yeah, uh, in this game, I felt early on you got the feeling neither team were really too bothered about it. There, there, there wasn't much of a there wasn't a high intensity in the game, and I think uh, be all and end all was Leeds United would rather concentrate on going up, and Stoke would rather concentrate on staying up. Yeah, they were Stoke were very compact, kind of. Particularly in the first half, they were. If you if you watch them, every time Leeds would, would pass the ball from kind of uh, from Shackleton and and Costa over to Calvin Phillips and then over to Douglas, you would just see Stokes kind of ten men move. Uh, obviously, ten outfield men move slightly across, and they would they would just shift across like a like a wall of Brexit that, <laughs> that they are. <laughs> just 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 to block to block us off, and yeah. then they, they weren't interested in in coming forward or winning the ball or entertaining their own fans, which has never been a problem at Stoke. Uh, they were just interested in not conceding and then yeah. uh, and winning as many chuffing corners as possible. Yeah. And every corner that they got, I was I was very worried. Yeah, because because they they had a really big height in the squad where I, I think our tallest player in the first half was Hilda Costa really, and he's a winger. Um, um, Douglas is fairly tall, isn't he? Is he five ten, five eleven? Yeah, but uh, you want you want somebody who's at least six foot two. I think I think I think Calvin Phillips is five five eleven as well. Yeah, but still <laughs> not tall not tall enough compared to their their two no, centre halves. And Vokes who's like six foot four. Yeah, yeah. He I, did. I, I saw Vokes at one point standing next to Berardi and Leif Davis, and it was it, <laughs> it, it, it just it just terrified yeah. me. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, the set pieces were. Uh, were quite scary though because they had a very tall team where we didn't uh, but you did get the feeling that neither team were really too bothered about winning the game to be honest uh, there were many changes for both sides as expected uh, we played our kids uh, which I think you know it's, it's, it's good really because yeah. it's good for the likes of McCarmont 
Bogus, Leif Davis uh, to play. Uh, Leif Davis and Bogus playing the full 90 minutes, which is great. If you class Clark as a youngster as well, he's only 19. It's a great experience for all them. Um, And of course, Eddie and Ketty and Costa started for us, uh, which was exciting. And Ketty is only 20 as well. So we have a ridiculous. And Calvin Phillips is what, 22? Yeah. 23. Is he 23 now? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we had a particularly young side. And. and, uh, I saw uh, Leeds and Stoke fans arguing after the game. Stoke going, "Oh yeah, we made nine changes." Yeah, but they they but, were they yeah. were nine season professionals. Those nine changes were your first team, really. They they basically played their first team. They had Jack Butland playing, Tom Ince, Sam Clucas, Sam Vokes yeah. as well playing up front. Pretty much their first team, really. Martin Zindi as well. He yeah. was playing. So basically, their first team. Danny Bath. He's a, he's a first team player as well. Yeah. Uh, played for Wolves a few seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was basically their first team against our kids, really. Uh, but good for us to, to check out the youngsters. Good experience for them. Uh, it was a weird system that we were playing, but we didn't play any recognised centre-backs in the first half to, to start with. It, it was a back three of Leif Davis, Berardi and Calvin I mean, Phillips. I mean, if you said that to Bielsa, he would argue that Berardi is a centre-back, but he's not. No, <laughs> he's a full-back. He's, he's, actually, to be fair, he's a right-back that is putting left-back and centre-back all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but we had no recognised centre-backs no, we really no. playing. And it was a weird system that we were using. I couldn't really quite work it out in, in the second half as well. I couldn't really quite work it out. Well, if you think about it, we've only got... Uh, Cooper and White in the club were actually proper centre backs. Yeah, Stubick as well. But he's a youth player. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's on a professional contract, so I think you would have to say just two. Yeah, I've only seen your centre backs like yeah. Ben White and, and Liam Cooper. And Ben White is 21 years old as well. Uh, but the first half, I, I wouldn't say we were particularly bad I thought we were against ju- we, Stoke. We were just, there wasn't any tempo. There was, it, we, no. we were slow. And I was saying to you on the way up, I was a bit, I know you, were, you rated Douglas in the first half. I thought he was particularly slow on the ball. And in. Uh, when they interviewed him after the game, he said, oh, yeah, I, I got through the game. It's like, well, get through it. You should be playing if you have to get through it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he, he looked but like, he has just come back from injury. He, he come back, but he, he looked like he'd come back from injury. He looked a bit kind of languid. He looked a bit slow. Yeah. Kind of. And uh, there was one point where he got the ball and he pretty much had the left wing to, to the whole left wing to run down. And he was kind of jogging and walking. I was thinking, come on. Yeah. Just if, if you can't play... Don't, 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 don't play. But I did think he did he did okay, especially in that first half. He, he had one one shot that he uh, rifled just over Yeah, that, that was his kind um, of best moment in the game for, and then, for me. No, but then there was this really good tackle as well in that mm. first half where, where he stopped them from scoring. Uh, Stoke City, though, they definitely had the better of the chances in the first half. Sam Vokes, he had a header from close range. That was, that was also... Saved. Uh, their, their winger Tyrese Campbell was offside in the build-up to that. <laughs> yeah. Linesman didn't give it. Yeah, the linesman official. I saw it because I was down. The, I was in the northeast corner. He was at least a yard offside. Yeah. Tyrese Campbell before he played it across. Yeah, so. we, we might as well address it now. The officials were atrocious. Absolutely crap. The, the referee and the linesman, particularly on, on that on that side on the east stand, he was dreadful. Uh, I remember in the second half there were this, we had this free kick that went over everyone. But there, one of their players uh, was diving backwards. We were like falling over, but he headed it out. It was a clear corner. But the linesman, who were right next to it, and the referee awarded a goal kick. It was the most obvious corner you've ever seen in your life. There was was another one. There was a corner which sailed over everybody, and Jack Harrison uh, booted it against their player, and it went out. And it was given as already gone out of play, even though it was about a yard in. Yeah, and the referee was giving Stoke everything. Every time they brought a man down, he would give a free kick. He was just it, so, he would, he would so give a free kick to them. He would, they would just they would dive over through like pushes and that, and he would give free kicks. Yeah, and if, if you're going to referee like that, you have to give every every single push over as a free kick. Yeah, you got to be consistent. You either you either you either say right, I'm going to be a bit lenient here. If you want to get physical, we can have a physical game, and you can. Sh- 
you can shove each other over. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a poor referee, I want you to be consistently poor. I don't want you to be poor and then good here and there. But it, it was atrocious. Every time a Stoke player went down, he'd give a free kick to them. Every time one of our players would go down, he, he wouldn't a, give anything a, and to Kessier us. And Costa, uh, particularly, were getting fouled constantly. Yeah. Uh, Costa was, was tripped up about four times. And uh, not not in, in uh, you know consecutively, but over the course of the game, he was, he was given about four times where someone would just boot him in the shin while they were running, and yeah. he was just running along, and it, it just was not given. Yeah, and I remember in the second half as well, Barry Douglas, um, he he tangled up with one of their players. It wasn't even a foul for me, but referee ended up get, ended up awarding Barry Douglas a yellow card, which just baffled me as well. But the most baffling was uh, where where one of their players did head it out for for corner. as well, there was one kick. point where a cross came in from, from a corner. And um, I don't know which Stoke player it was. He had his arms right wrapped round yeah. him, holding him down. And there were a few shirt tugs as well, which was really annoying. And the fourth official as well kept on grassing on Bielsa and his coaching staff, who were annoyed, which I don't blame them, because the referee and officials were really poor. According to the uh, square ball, the uh, fourth official was American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and they don't understand football anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> there was one point where Jack Harrison was over on the left-hand side. He had about four Stoke players. One of them grabbed his shirt. Another one uh, tripped him up. He stayed on his feet. He ran through. Another one grabbed his shirt again. And then he finally decked it. And the referee gave the foul for him decking it, not for him having been... Ri- kind of ripped apart while he was running. Yeah. But Bielsa and his coaching staff were really getting really angry and animated on the touchline, which I don't blame them because the officials were poor. But, I mean, Nathan Jones as well for Stoke City, he was kicking water bottles about. He was really angry uh, all, all the time. But for official didn't didn't grasp on Nathan Jones. But every time Bielsa and, and, and the coaching staff were getting wild up, he, he would tell the referee. And Bielsa did, of course, get a yellow card. And a few uh, of our coaching staff got a yellow card as well. Bielsa was... Uh, like a lot of the fans in the stadium, was furious at uh, Stoke continually having players go down for incredibly minor issues. Yeah. There was one point where a, one of their players went down, allegedly with a head injury, and he was on the floor for two minutes stopping play, and the referee did nothing to speed this up. Yeah, He didn't say, all right, if you're injured, go off. He just allowed it to, to, to just continue. Yeah, oh, it, it was dreadful. The officials are so poor, and it really does, really does wind me up. Uh, but back onto the first half, though. Uh, Stoke definitely did have better chances. Uh, we had a small five-minute spell in that first half. Uh, Enketia, he hit the post. Uh, really good effort from Enketia. And that's the difference between Eddie Enketia and Bamford for me. Uh, for, if Bamford was in that situation, I don't think he would ever take that shot. But he, Enketia, Bam- Bamford ran onto it. has a go now and again, but he, he very rarely gets them on target. They always go just slightly over or just slightly wide. Yeah. Uh, but this was a really <laughs> it's a really unfortunate effort yeah. for him. Because uh, if you saw it, the, the, the arc of the ball... If only it hadn't curved, it'd have gone. He'd have gone straight in, but it just curved a little bit onto the post. Yeah, so. and and for him, a twenty-year-old to have the confidence like that to take a shot from outside the box and uh, and almost got it, it was a fantastic effort. I thought it was going in, but just hit the post. He was getting a bit frustrated first half, was in Ketia, because he wasn't getting that much service because we we couldn't really yeah. get through him, and we we only had a, a few opportunities. Was, really, and he, he was getting annoyed at being fouled constantly. You could see that as well. And uh, I, I think it was Douglas particular was getting really angry at the officials. Yeah. Um, Stoke City did it go 1-0 up on 39 minutes uh, Danny Bath uh, scoring from a, a header from a corner uh, set pieces as we've mentioned they were quite worrying because they had a very tall team uh, but Danny Bath scoring there I, um, I said to my brother before we conceded this goal as we got the corner I said to him we're giving away too many stupid corners here yeah, and we then were. they score immediately yeah and then uh, shortly after that, 44 minutes, uh, they uh, go tuna up through uh, Zam Vokes. Um, I've got to blame this one on Costa, unfortunately. Uh, I thought he, he he was on the edge of their box, and he was, um, for lack of a better word, 
dicking around with it on the edge yeah. of their box. And, and he, uh, he just forgot to, to take the ball with yeah, him, really. He was, he, was, he was trying to skill his way past them, and he just forgot to bring the ball with him. And then, obviously, they counted us. But it did look like he got held back, though, and I felt as though it should have been a penalty. I haven't seen a replay of anything, but it, for me, I thought it should have been a penalty because it looked like he got held back. Yeah, you, you were mentioning, we saw like a tackle down your end, which we weren't sure whether... It, yeah, on Costa. He, yeah, he, oh, he was back. on Costa again. Yeah. No, I'm on about when he got slide tackled. I don't know if it was in the first half or the second half. Um, no, I'm talking about the first half just before they scored right, the well, second goal. I, I, I didn't think it was a foul there for me. I thought he just he kind of lost the ball. And then obviously um, it, it was probably, yeah, Calvin Phillips made the mistake to, to allow Tyrese Campbell through and it was just, yeah. uh, and it was an easy finish. Um, yeah. And uh, two now half time. I blame because I, I went to VM uh, with Chris, uh, Chris Chivers, of course, been on the podcast a few times recently. Uh, and I blamed him because he went he went down to go get a drink. Um, I didn't. I, I stayed up to watch the game. But as soon as he went down, they went and, and scored two goals in, in in quick succession. And yeah, I, I just blame Chris. I told Chris, "You're not going down again. You're not going down again." I'm, I'm very superstitious. I, I don't I don't like these things. Yeah, I, I was um, a bit I was a bit superstitious as well. I didn't wear my lucky shirt yesterday because yeah. me me uh, my smiley face shirt. I yeah. used my smiley bad shirt sorry I uh, I wore me away my bus seat shirt from last season and we uh, we struggled a lot more than we yeah. have so I think that'll be the last time we're in the uh, the bus seat shirt this season yeah. I'll, I'll just wear the smiley badge one yeah. but that that was um it was just a it was a comedy of errors that second goal it was an error from Costa it was an error from Shackleton being miles out of position it was an error from Phillips to let him through and it was just I thought we were, we were a bit hard done by I thought both goals came from there our mistakes and these stuck I don't know if you whether you watched any of the Stoke post-match stuff. One of their interviewers was asking Button, saying claiming they were the better side for seventy minutes of that game. They weren't. <clears throat> now I thought they slightly edged it in the first half, but I thought they didn't touch the ball in the second half. So how could they possibly have been the better side? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of superstitions, I, I, I have plenty of superstitions. I, I, I was trying to because. Uh, Small white socks always disappear. Uh, but I was trying to find a pair, and I found uh, one pair. That were, but they were red and white, and I was like, "I'm not wearing these. I'm gonna find these. I'm gonna find blue ones or, or white ones. <laughs> uh, just plain white ones." And I ended up doing. Uh, but of course, we ended up losing. So maybe, maybe I need to wear red ones. <laughs> no, you're not, um, no, you're not wearing the red ones, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 2-0 up at uh, half time, and we made three changes at half time, which was a bold move from uh, Marcel Bielsa really but uh, credit to him because of course it did work out uh, were the, uh, were the subs, substitutions correct for you of course Jack Clark he went off for Jack Harrison and McCallman off for Forshaw and then um, what was what was the other one uh, it was Ben White he went off uh, for uh, he did go off for help me out here who, who, who did, who did he Jack Clark McCallman and oh, Shackleton Shackleton yes but the yeah. substitutions right they were because I thought they were our three most ineffective players on the pitch. I yeah. thought Clark was thoroughly ineffective all game. I, I, thought, mean, he was, I thought he was very poor. Yeah, I, I was watching Clark, thinking, "What are you here for?" I think during the first half he picked up the ball twice, cut inside onto his right foot, just and just gave the ball away. That's all he did. He didn't really touch the ball. He, he was just he was pretty much he was a dead shirt for yeah, most of the game. That, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, I was watching, thinking, "How on earth did we?" Convinced Spurs to pay ten million pounds for you. Sent across the highlight reel. There you go. There's there's Aston Villa away. (laughs) It it really does feel like we have just ripped Tottenham Hotspur off there because they've paid ten million pounds for him. He's been in our reserve in in our under twenty three. He's barely got any first team football, and when he does get first team football, he only plays one half because he's shocking. Mm. It does feel like we we have ripped him off a bit. Yes, and Jack Harrison came on and was far more effective. The uh, the Calmont for for Forshaw one. I, I like. 
I like McCann one. He's a good. He's a he's a good player. He just he couldn't establish enough control in that midfield. Yeah, I, I, di- I didn't really notice McCallum that often in in the first half. Really, and Forshaw he would, felt he would re- well. he would receive the ball, and now and again he would <clears throat> he would go past people, and he would he, he would um, be able to get the ball, but he wouldn't be able to push forward as much. He would kind of sit to, sit a little bit too deep, whereas uh, uncharacteristically Forshaw would go forward a bit more. Had a, he, he kind of. He settled the game down, which is which is what we needed to get a bit of control of it. Yeah, and uh, and Ben White was was, uh, was he was brilliant. Yeah, he, 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 as soon as he came on, we looked about a thousand percent more comfortable. Yeah. Ben, uh, ben White's just a brilliant player. Thousand percent ridiculous. Hundred percent <laughs> more comfortable. Yeah. Um, he, he just um, he just settled it right down. The the passing out from the back was a lot more comfortable. He was a lot. He was a lot better at winning the headers than Shackleton was, and he was he stayed in defensive position most of the time, apart from when he drifted forward occasionally. Yeah, but he's, he's just a brilliant player. And there was at one point in the second half as well, Ben White uh, on, on the left hand side uh, sprayed a, a really nice ball out to Helder Costa on the right, and and Helder Costa first time shot went into straight went straight into Jack Butland, but uh, it, it was flagged for offside. But Ben White, he, he was just class, which it was only marginally offside, yeah. despite the fact that the likes of Vokes was offside repeatedly by yeah. by much. <laughs> Greater margin, and it wasn't given. <laughs> yeah, by the crap linos. Yeah, uh, but three subs at half time did change the game. Six seven minutes, uh, we uh, pull a goal back, and this was just hilarious. Jack Butland <laughs> uh, kicking the ball into one uh, one of his defenders, uh, in, into the back of one of his defenders. Uh, their defense was asleep, and then Ketia ran onto the ball, nutmeg Butland uh, to get it past him, and then tap the ball into an empty net. It, it was ace. It, w- it was really funny, and it was followed by a chant of England's number one, which was <laughs> which yeah. was brilliant. And on the day that. Jermaine Beckford retires, which we'll touch on uh, uh, shortly. Uh, it did remind me of, of that goal Beckford scored against Norwich one time, yeah. where the goalkeeper messed up his goal kick, defenders were asleep, and Beckford ran onto it and, and passed it into him. Uh, but this was just a hilarious mistake. Butland kicking it, kicking it into a kicking the ball into one of his defenders, uh, and it fell straight for Nketi, who, uh, you know, for a twenty-year-old to have the confidence to nutmeg Jack Butland, and yeah, it, sa- Butland got so much abuse for that as well. <laughs> I, I, he got his uh, obviously all the keepers that come to Allen Road. Uh, Opposition keepers get the uh, I don't know if you let me say this on this the the you shit bastard chant, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he he got he got the loudest rendition I've ever heard of it. Yeah, because he used to play for us and he was poor for us really, and he's um, he's poor now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it sounds easy. Uh, Inketia scoring into an empty net, but you know all the pressures on him at that point, and and to uh, tap it in and, and score, it, it was fantastic. And we pull a goal back uh, uh, through, and it was just hilarious, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah, Inketia's record for Leeds now I think is like 197 minutes of football for Leeds. He scored three goals yeah. of, of his four shots on target. Yeah, he, he's just brilliant. He really is brilliant. Uh, we did uh, equalise in 81 minutes. A great ball from Leif Davis on the left-hand side. Uh, very good, Davis. Very, very good. Uh, very good, Davis. And finding a Helder Costa in the <laughs> he box. Was, he was good all games, to be fair. He made some vital interceptions, yeah. some vital tackles. He, he won a surprising number of headers for a lad as short as he is. Yeah, he, he, was, he, he was really I, good. I think he's shorter than me, is Leif Davis. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he was... He was I th- I mean, obviously, I think he's had more first-team experience than the likes of Calmont and maybe not Shackleton, but I remember uh, Davis last season had a, had a bit of a run at left-back because we had no left-backs. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, Aston Villa, he just came in because uh, I think it was Barry Douglas or Luke Ayling, he was meant to play. And, 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 he, he and Dav- just, Davis, Davis has, just has played in previous cup games as well, which McCallum and um, hasn't really played in. Yeah. Uh, and Shackleton only kind of gets cameos, so he has a bit more experience. But he played really well, yeah, and, and he was one of the only youngsters to survive the uh, the halftime kind of <laughs> gussing of the squad, yeah. <laughs> sort of all round. Um, but yeah, it was this was a superb ball, and Ketty was actually really unlucky not to get on the end of this. Yeah, it went, it kind of just went a little bit in front of him, and then uh, Costa just pretty much 
from about half a yard out and nutted it in. <laughs> yeah, and converted it. And it was 2-2. 2-2 yeah. two, two, two at full time. Um, we did really do enough to win the game in normal time, though. Um, but... Phillips was really unfortunate with a header off like a corner in extra time where one of the calls whipped in and he kind of flicked it on. Yeah. And Enketi was quite close. That was another one where... Uh, and Ketty couldn't really sort his feet out of the back post where he kind of hit it with his right foot where he probably should have hit it with his left uh, and he probably would have scored it. Yeah. But Stoke also missed some decent chances as well late on, which yeah. was scary. But uh, it did go to penalties and penalties is a lottery, really. Um, we ended up losing 5-4. Uh, Jack Harrison hit the post with his final penalty, which is really, really unfortunate because Jack Harrison was brilliant. Um, and yeah, I'm really good that, that he's the one who lost the game really on penalties by hitting the post. But he did get a great reception from the Leeds United fans yeah, who were uh, singing his name I, I think I don't know about your end of the people particularly the, the chance started the Jack Harrison chance started in the cop and, it, and he got he got a huge uh, reception from the cop and um, yeah. he got uh, he, and he could see because he, he came over he, he could see he appreciated he, he, uh, he held his hands up to apologise for, for getting his uh, knocked out of the cup and then uh, but he got but he did applaud the fans and he was very pleased I yeah. noticed Calvin Phillips was uh, kind of trying to G the crowd up to, to do a bit more because <laughs> he was um and I, I imagine if you, if you just, I mean, we didn't speak to him after the game. I think Douglas got interviewed after the game. But if you spoke to Harrison after the game, I'm sure he'd say, "Oh yeah, he's, he's got it to miss the pen." But he yeah, was, but I, he, but, I think he would be, but because because he is a nice lad. But I'm I'm sure he would appreciate the fact that the fans didn't yeah. re- re- really care. Even the Leeds account tweeted, uh, despite missing the final penalty, Jack Harrison is uh, name ring rounds rings. Yeah. round Ellen Road because he did play well and he is playing well this season and yeah it's unfortunate that it, that he's the one who missed a penalty uh, Butland uh, Jack Butland scored the winning penalty you for see, Stoke really. me and you had another disagreement about this because <laughs> technic- uh, well, it, is, it is the winning penalty though for but, them. but if he'd have scored that and we hadn't have missed ours it, it, it wouldn't it, yeah. but the thing it was Harrison's miss that caused them to win he didn't score yeah. his pen and win the game but te- technically it, yeah. for winning penalty for them Jack Butland uh, scoring their, their final <coughs> one which scored, was, I'll, I'll, I'll accept he scored their final penalty yeah. <laughs> uh, which was weird uh, really some class penalties though for, and I thought that no one was going to miss but, uh, I thought Vo- to be fair I, mean, I hate to credit to Stoke I thought Vokes' penalty was the best penalty because I, yeah. thought, I, thought miss- I thought he'd missed it but he'd actually put it I mean, that was un- that was unsavable that one yeah um, uh, there was one. Oh, there was one that he got. Like I say he got so close to. I don't know who. I think Clucas um, as well was, tr- was trying to mug off the cop. He was a right cocky little <laughs> knobhead. Uh, he, he, you know, he was kind of giving it that. He was kind of giving it this to the cop. I was like, Get that piss off you little shit. You, know? <laughs> you lost three 0 the weekend, <laughs> and yeah. you and you've just bottled the two 0 lead. Um, <laughs> having got that out of my system, <laughs> uh, all the pens are quite good from both sides. Um, Phillips's pen was good. Douglas's pen was superb actually. Yeah, and Ketia's was. Was a professional pen that was he just completely sent in the wrong way. Yeah, that was great. Um, uh, um, Harrison was really lucky this pen as well because he it wasn't like he missed the goal entirely. He, he just he clipped the out, kind of clipped the post. Um, you kind of then again the post was had a kind of a major impact on the game because it wasn't for the post we'd have gone one nil up with Enketia's shot in the first half yeah. and that could have changed the game entirely. But we we did get a bit unfortunate, but. <clears throat> Most most of us don't really care about going out in the cup, no. particularly the league cup, because no one cares about the league cup. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a loss. It, it goes that way. Penalties are a lottery. Mm. We didn't up losing five. And I know it's them. the BBC tweeted afterwards. Leeds have been knocked out of the Carabao Cup in the first round, which match of the day then retweeted with their little eye thing. And <laughs> I really want to comment. <clears throat> the fact is, I mean, just kind of picture of the league table. The fact that we are still top of the league. Yeah, I, and it was weird because the Stuck fans were mm. singing Leeds are falling apart again. 
But and then their fa- bottom and, of the league. And then what did they do? Top. They fell apart and conceded and conceded two goals yeah. in the second half. Yeah, exactly. Despite time wasted. Exactly. So we are out of the cup, which I, I don't think we, we feel too bad for. I think everyone accepts the fact that we're out, and we're not really too bothered. We can now focus on the league. Uh, but it is a loss, but not really though, because we did draw two all after normal time, and um, you know there, there are plenty of positives. One youngster's got to run out. Yeah. Uh, the second, we, we can concentrate on the league now, and you know Stoke uh, did play uh, there for. And Katia and Costa got ninety minutes. Yeah. And Stoke, they did play for their first team when we played our kids. Yeah. And we were 2 0 down at half time and to show that fighting spirit to come back, make it two two, almost win the game. Um it, it, it was great and, and plenty of positives. I, I do think there are plenty of positives because you can't there is gonna be time to see. We're not we're not just gonna blitz everyone three nil or two nil or no. smash everyone in the first half. There are gonna be times where we are in league games where we are gonna go behind and we're gonna need to to have some uh, mentally. To get back in it and to know that we can go two 0 down at half time and not think because in previous seasons we'd have just gone out, ah, well sod it we've lost. To think we can go all right well, now not not only we can we draw this game we're going to win it we we can do this yeah. and we, we 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 I thought we were quite unfortunate not to win it with the the, the late chances we had but I'm not too disappointed and you know we we move on to more important games in the league. Yeah, and which we'll, we'll of course get onto uh, the next league game uh, in a short while. But yeah, plenty of positives um, to take from that. And we didn't technically lose the game. We we did lose on penalties though. Uh, but also, you know, Stoke they they can struggle for longer with Nathan Jones because that that'll buy him time. They won the game. They're not really going to sack him after after progressing to the third round of the Carabao Cup. So yeah, they, they can struggle for for longer with Nathan Jones in charge, which uh, which I think is good. Uh, but yeah, plenty of positives to show that fighting endeavour to pull it back from being. 2-0 down against a top team when we played our youngsters it was great it was great and uh, yeah I'm not bothered about going out of the cup and as you say we can concentrate on the league now uh, but uh, before we do uh, look at our next game uh, some news to look at regarding Leeds United that's come out this week uh, we'll look at transfer news first of all uh, why don't we and the European transfer market is still open as I said at the beginning of the show and uh, you know and it's annoying because the European market why is it still open why is it still open why can't you it means the same that, time? it means that now and again uh, a players like Rafa Machuca is just going to leave the club yeah, and we're uh, going to go hang on is the transfer window still open <laughs> uh, but yeah it has seen the departure of 20 year old Spanish striker Rafa Machuca uh, we've of course signed him from Barcelona or Barcelona B in the summer uh, but he has now joined Spanish side uh, Extremadura UD I don't know if you pronounce that. If I'm pronouncing I, I, that correctly, I, 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 I rate that club name to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Extra Madura is is it, it sounds like you're <laughs> It sounds like a condiment, which, but I do like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's gone there on loan for the season. A short stay here, uh, but uh, he was never going to get first-team football, and I don't blame him for going out to try and get first-team football back over in Spain, exactly. which is he's, his he's, he's home only, country. He's only going on loan, and yeah. ideally he'll he'll get kind of 10 goals-ish, or maybe 12 goals as a young player in the squad, get a bit of game time, he'll come back. He'll, he'll enjoy the weather because obviously he was at Barca B, so he'll enjoy going back to yeah. Spain for the weather. His native country. And, and I... if he, if he, you know, never know, he might markedly improve and then come back and we can use him in a, in a few cup games uh, next season yeah. or maybe keep getting onto the bench but we'll see about that yeah but of course massive good luck to Rafa Majika over uh, in Spain yeah, on this loan uh, now Leeds United left back Lawrence Bock uh, he was meant to believe in uh, Leeds a few weeks ago for uh, a Greek side I'm not going to pronounce that that Greek name we have so um, much dead wood on our books yeah. it's unbelievable yeah because that transfer has now broken down uh, there is new interest in him uh, I hope he does leave not because um, he's bad but because he is bad 
<laughs> no, but because we have loads of players in his position, especially but at left back. I can think um, it as well. I mean, I know we we try to be fair to Leeds players, but he is he's a poor player for me. He doesn't. Yeah. Sit, he's not good enough for the championship. I don't think. Yeah, and we have plenty of players in his position at left back. Well, and he was never going to get the first team, and we need to get rid of players uh, like him off the books. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully he does leave. Of course, good luck to him wherever he goes. But we need players like Clemens de Bock, Vernon Nita as well to uh, to get off the books at Leeds United. But Vernon Nita just looks like he's gonna stay around and bleed the club, bleed, bleed the club, the, the club dry with his extremely high wage. Yeah, yeah. But you know, at the end of the season, we can send Vernon packing back to the uh, the Netherlands <laughs> or wherever he wants to go, yeah. and uh, and get his horrendously high Newcastle Premier League wage off our books, <laughs> and yeah. uh, get a player that actually wants to play for the club, yeah. and just be a leech. Yeah, but uh, yeah, players like Lawrence Spot Finnita. I hope we do get rid of him now. Um, On to other news then, Liam Cooper. He's been called up to the Scotland squad for their upcoming Euro 2020 qualifiers. Finally, it's been a long time coming. Given how poor the Scottish defence has been in recent tournaments, I cannot believe that the captain of Leeds United in the Championship has not been called up to to be in their defence. Because I think, looking at their defence, they've got got another Championship centre-back as well. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> they've, obviously, they've got Andy Robertson at left back, so Barry Douglas isn't going to get a look yeah. in there. But the centre backs have been poor. They, they always let go. Scotland's international team is pretty poor, to be honest. And, you know, last season, we were top of the league and Scotland weren't calling Liam Cooper. And I was just thinking, why on earth are you not getting Liam Cooper? Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to check that uh, Scottish squad. Um, um, just so I can I can check who else. There's, I know there's another championship. There's a few of the championship players in their team. Yeah, but uh, Liam Cooper uh, being called up finally. It is about time. Uh, hopefully Scotland look after him. We, we don't want Liam Cooper injured. Please keep Luke, keep Liam Cooper safe, Scotland. Yeah, they've got uh, Grant Hanley from Norwich as well. Charlie Mulgrew. He, he's at, uh, on loan at Wigan. So they're, they're both championship players. But Liam Cooper's better than Charlie Mulgrew. Yeah, he is. Um but they've got the, the, the goalkeeper. They've got Kenny McLean as well from Norwich. And they've got Snoddy, Robert Snodgrass. He's, he's in Snodgrass. the squad. Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth. Uh, and they've got that oh, that shit house on him at Burnham that I really hate. <laughs> Uh, Matt Phillips from West Brom. So they've got they've got like a, they've got a de- the makers of a decent championship yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is at international tournaments like the likes of England and Spain and Argentina and Brazil have all got kind of Premier League standard teams. So. Yeah. Uh, but Liam Cooper finally getting called up, which just baffles me as to how he hasn't been called up before. Uh, but he's finally in that team. Good luck to Liam Cooper there. But just come back safe. Just look after him, Scotland forwards, because we don't yeah. want him injured. Uh, I mean, I th- do they make, is he Robertson captain? Is Andy Robertson captain of the I'd Scottish imagine squad? so, yeah. yeah. He is by far their best player. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He won Champions League last season I mean, with Liverpool. It's very weird that all of Scotland's best players, I think, are left-backs. Because yeah. they've got Kieran Tierney. <laughs> they've got, they've got uh, Andy Robertson. And obviously they've got uh, Barry Douglas is, is there as well. But he, he, no, nah, Liam, Liam Cooper's the best player now. Liam, Liam Cooper's the best player now. The, uh, um yeah, but yeah, congratulations, Liam Cooper, for getting called up. Uh, Stuart Dallas, he's also been called up to the uh, Northern Ireland squad, uh, yeah, which I think, which I think is a given. Back onto Liam Cooper. Good luck to him there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back. No injuries. Hopefully, whatsoever. he'll shore up the Scottish defence and. I'm sure he'll be buzzing getting some international experience because I think he has been underappreciated, particularly last season, for not getting a call-up. Yeah. Uh, on to some other big news then, uh, the news that came out on Tuesday uh, regarding former Leeds United striker Jermaine Beckford, uh, who has announced his retirement from playing football at the age of 35, an end of an era. It's, his, sad, um, it's sad news. His final club was a uh, former football league club, Bury. Yeah, which is an absolute disgrace. It's something to... That we can talk about another time because we could talk about that for, for hours and hours. Yeah. The, the state of the EFL and and Barry, of course, being expelled from the EFL, which is of course our news. It's an absolute, it is a disgrace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awful news. But Beckford, 
sad news that he's retiring. It's, it's an end of an era for us. He was the, he was the kind of well for our generation, kind of kind of twenty twenty one year old Leeds fans. He was the player. Him, him and Becchio and and Snodgrass were the players where you thought. Right, this is why I'm supporting Leeds. Yeah. Leeds lot are, they got us into supporting Leeds. They, they got us into supporting Leeds United. And many great memories from Beckford, of course, the goal that he scored against Man United away there uh, to win 1 0 in the third round of the FA Cup. The Bristol City goal. Jan- send, uh, sorry, Bristol Rovers goal to send us up. Yeah, uh, of course, that. Uh, of course, two goals that he scored away at Spurs in the fourth round of yeah. the FA Cup uh, in 2010. Uh, to secure that two-two draw and secure a replay, and of course, as you as you mentioned, you know the part that he played in our League One promotion in 2010. Uh, of course, scoring the winning goal in that two-one two-one win at home to Bristol Rovers to send I, us up. I heard um, Simon Grayson once said uh, in the January of that Bristol, you know, the promotion season, there was a there was a load of offers, and um, and Grayson said, said to him basically, "All right, well." Um, if you want to move on and get, um, get obviously he was on a League One wage at the time. If you want to get a, a bit more money and play in the Premier League, can you just give us till the summer? We'll try and get up, and then the summer we'll let you go. Yeah. And, and Betford could have you could have just said, nah, I want to go to Premier League now. I want to get the money now." He said, "Right, I'll stay to end of the season." So he stayed to the end of the season. He, he got us promoted. Gave us a probably the, probably the best memory of following Leeds in my yeah, lifetime. Definitely. And, and then for me, I know. I, know, I mean, so- he did split opinion because at the end of the season, of course, he did he did join Premier League side Everton, um, and it, yeah, it did split opinion. And it was sad to see Jermaine Bedford go then. But do you really blame him though? Because at that point, he was around, you know, twenty five years old. He, he, he was in what you would say was, is, is a player's prime. He was in his strikers, in his prime as a striker. And I think when players leave Leeds, we always. We are always very bitter about it. We never really yeah. appreciate what they've given to the club. And he gave, he, he scored 85 goals in about 100, 124 appearances. Yeah. Something stupid like that. And uh, I mean, admittedly, yeah, it was, it was in League One, but he scored loads of goals for Leeds. He scored all types of goals. He was a brilliant player. He, he gave us superb memories. Yeah. And then, and he got, he got us promoted. And for me, he gave, he, he gave us some great, t- me, me, me personally, some great times following Leeds. And, he went. He went with my kind of best wishes. I thought fair enough because this club is a mess. Yeah. and you get to play. You can. Play, you can go on to play in the Premier League. Yeah, because because it, it was sad to see him go. But back then, he's just come up from League One and he's got an offer from Everton, who back then were a top seven Premier League side. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to turn that down, especially you know when it was his age. He didn't. He, he was around. You know, probably, probably four times yeah. the money as well. Yeah. and that's that's going to that is. Like, have you seen with Kim Roof going to Andal? Like that that is a draw from players who were kind of on relatively low wages because that Roof was on the same wage when he left as when he arrived and he arrived from Oxford so his wage will have been tiny yeah so he'll he'll wanted to get get more money and the same with Beckford there he when you're around that that 25 year year old age you know you want to go and, and get as much money as you can because it's, it's a short gonna, it's yeah. a short career in a professional footballer and he need to earn as much money as possible yeah he's, he's 30, Beckford's 35 years old and he and he's now retired he'll probably not he'll, he'll not work again probably for the rest of his life but he got that money from Leeds. He got the money from Everton. He, yeah. uh, did he go to? Um, where did he go in the end after Everton? He went to Preston. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he was at he Preston for Simon a bit. Grayson, and, yeah. uh, uh, and also, I've, I do rate it because every time Beckford played Leeds, he would deliberately miss uh, open goals. <laughs> he um, he once gave away a penalty f- uh, for us in their in, in an opposition box. Yeah, there was one point I saw him running on goal when he's playing for Preston. And he could have easily put it either side of the keeper. He booted it straight out the goalkeeper. Yeah, I've never seen a player try less. A former player try less hard against Leeds. <laughs> yeah, I mean Beckford had a lot of respect for Leeds, and I was listening to an interview that he had recently, and he was talking about when he joined Leeds, and he had plenty of offers. I think he worked for for this, uh, you know, supplies company while also playing playing football. I think I think it was semi pro back then, but he was getting offers, and his agent was uh, was ringing him saying, "Oh, you're getting." 
loads of you know loads of load of offers, and there was one from Watford who back then won the championship. They were third or fourth in the championship, and he was about to join them. But at the last minute, his agent rung him up and said, "There's one other club interested in you. It's Leeds United." And back then we were of course in League One, um, but Beckford. He had the opportunity to join Watford, uh, who were you know, doing really well in the Championship. Yeah. But he basically told their owner, whoever was going to sign him, look, I'm sorry what, it, for it, what I'm it, about to do. Eddie Boothroyd. He, 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 yeah. I, I saw that. He, he, he said, oh, I shook his hand, I apologise, and I went and signed for Leeds. Yeah, he, he, went, he went, hopped on the M1, travelled up to Four Parch, and signed for Leeds United, because Leeds United are a very big club, and he wanted to, to, be, to be part and of that. A, which is, his, his dad's a scum fan as well, so I imagine that went down well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I... So much respect for Leeds, uh, Jimmy Beckford has, and I've got a lot of respect for him as well. Leeds United fans love him. Um, would you class him as a as a legend, a Leeds United legend? I I, 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 I wouldn't go as far as calling him a legend. I would say he was a very, very good player, and yeah. given he's in our top ten scorers of all time, uh, you you would have to point him up there as uh, as one of the be- one of the, probably one of the best players we've had in our history, partic- yeah. particularly in the last twenty years. As far as I'm concerned, he is a legend for me. He, I mean, many memories from, from him, which which I, I really I, do. I, I just think it's a there's a very high bar to be a Leeds United legend. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but I, I I'm not saying nothing against him. No, he, but it's, it's for what you know different things that to do. If you're playing in, in the, in I would say I would say he was he's a, he's a modern Leeds legend. I would I would, I would yeah. probably say. Uh, but I think you know legends. You you, they, you become legends for different things. Jermaine Bedford for me has become a legend for all the memories that he's, that he's given us beating Man United in the FA Cup and I thank Beckford, Beckford for all the memories that he's yeah. given us as well really do thank, thank him for that uh, but you know for me he is a legend because he got Leeds United from League 1 to the Championship uh, won, won his promotion uh, scored a, loads of goals in a short amount of appearances and uh, yeah for, for me he is a legend. He, he was brilliant for us, and uh, yeah, for, for me, I, I, I will always remember Jermaine Beckford playing for Leeds United. Uh, for me, I, I do class him as a legend. And uh, yeah, thank you to Beckford for the memories, and uh, good luck to him in his retirement. Thirty-five years old, retiring um, from football. Good luck to uh, him uh, for the rest of uh, his uh, his life. Really. Uh, well, moving on uh, now to this weekend's big game. Leeds United, of course, taking on uh, second place Swansea City at Ellen Road on Saturday. It's first versus second. It's top. It's a top of the table clash. Charles, are you excited? Nervous for the game? Um, I mean, our record in six pointers last season wasn't phenomenal. Uh, I, m- I remember we were playing. <laughs> we lost the Sheffield United at home in that crucial game. We lost um, uh, that Norwich game at home when we had the chance to go three uh, six points clear. So I hope we've got a better record with six pointers this time because it is. I know it's very early in the season, and you know we we could lose the game and still do fine. But this is the chance to to go, to kind of go, a few points clear in first. This is a chance to establish that kind of early season gap because getting a gap early in the season is important. Yeah. Because uh, it kind of if you if you go a few points clear early in the season, people think all right they're uncatchable. They're going to win the league. We have to settle for this. Um, but yeah, I'd really, I really hope we, um, we we do well against them. They're a, they've got a good squad, the Swansea. I mean, I mean they've lost um, Ollie McBurney in the summer, so that and that was a bit of a blow. Uh, but they've, uh, I was just looking up their squad there because um, I, I knew a couple of the players. Like the, the the old Leeds legend Matt Grimes is coming back. <laughs> he says sarcastically, "Crap player." Yeah. Uh, but Matt, um, Mike Van der Horn, he, one of their centre halves, he's a, he's a very good player in the Championship. Yeah, I rate him highly. 
Yeah, and they are doing well so far. They they are they've done exactly the same as us so far in this league. Um, uh, four wins uh, and a draw from the first five league games. Uh, three wins in a row as well, which uh, uh, which uh, we're on as well in the league. And uh, they've scored three goals in every single one of their past uh, three league games as well. In those three wins in a row, they've they scored have. three goals. Um, no, they are they are a very good team. Of course, second on thirteen points, same as us. They're just behind us in goal difference uh, by one. Uh, but yeah, they are a very good side, doing very well uh, so far. And their forward uh, Baston, he's scored a few goals from. Yeah. I think he's on four goals, the same as Bamford. Uh, yeah. and, and it should be a good game. It's a very important game yeah. right now, the biggest game so far this season. But is their big game uh, six games into championship season? I'm not sure. But you don't have to um, get top two clashes this early on. No, they're quite rare. And it's not on TV either. I, but I don't think Sky Sports were ever anticipating Leeds United versus Swansea to be a top of the table clash. They, they knew Leeds would be up there. They didn't expect Swansea to be up there. No, definitely not. Especially after the season that they had but they're doing well this season uh, Swansea City they are playing uh, tonight at the time that we're recording Wednesday night uh, they're playing in the second round of the Carabao Cup uh, at home to League 2 side Cambridge United uh, of course we don't know what happens there uh, we don't know what will happen you'd imagine Swansea will make a lot of changes uh, but is that an advantage for you though do you think because of course we played on the Tuesday and they're playing on the Wednesday so we get that extra day's rest yeah we got the extra day's recovery because we can I imagine the, the league squad will be recovering today uh, while the Swansea's got to be playing today and then recovering tomorrow, so we'll, so we'll be training again tomorrow uh, while while they're in recovery. So you you got to see that as a, as a, be, uh, a bonus, but they I imagine they'll give it. It's a Cambridge uh, United every League Two side, aren't they? So yeah, they'll be making a few changes for that. I imagine they'll they'll probably drop uh, their uh, Chilina there uh, attacking midfield. They'll probably drop Baston. They'll drop Van der Hall and they'll drop Connor Roberts. Uh, uh, and the uh, Jan Dander he plays from as well and they got Barry Mackay I didn't realise Barry Mackay was still in the championship <laughs> but that, apparently that's the case yeah. um, um, he was he was great last season <laughs> so yeah they've got some really good players but I don't imagine any of them will play tonight they'll probably just chuck the youth out and players at the weekend with their uh, full squad yeah uh, we've uh, I reckon I sent to you on the way up here that I think Cooper will be fit for the weekend so we'll hopefully, have our, hopefully. our, our centre back partnership back do you think he'll be unchanged from that 3-0 win away at Stoke I would prefer it if Cooper was playing. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know, I know. Brady had a good if performance. If he's fit, yeah. Um, but I would rather have Cooper playing. I just think he's more experienced in this in the centre back role, and he's he's better in the air. And I think he's a bit more composed than Brady. Can you see Inketia playing? Not starting. Uh, which I think we need to start doing. To be Held fair, Costa as well. Costa will probably not start either. Yeah, I think ha- Harrison is making a serious claim as to why he should stay in the side. I think Pablo Hernandez, once again, hasn't played for a cup game. I don't think Hernandez will play in any cup games this year. No. I'd be very surprised. Um, so Hernandez will start. We, we need to see about Matosh Click because Matosh Click, uh, of course, um, missed his first game since he started playing for Leeds uh, last season. Missed his first game I he's devastated. on Tuesday night. <laughs> And it wasn't it wasn't featured. It wasn't even on the bench. Is he injured? We don't know. Of course, the press conference is on Thursday, so we'll, we'll need to find out uh, about yeah. Matash Click there. His, uh, his legs hanging by a thread, probably. Yeah. Uh, more, hopefully, more... hopefully, he isn't injured because he is a very good player. I think it'll, it'll just be a case of Bielsa resting players. I, I don't think he will be, be injured. But he hasn't he, he's, he hasn't missed a game, a single game since the start of last season. Yeah, I know. It's but the first game that he missed on I Tuesday, know, I know, interesting. I know. It'll, it'll be in, it'll be interesting. I think, I think Bielsa wanted will probably would, wanted to kind of try McCalmont out in that in that centre mid role. Yeah, uh, I think there, there have probably been some hints about an injury, so you know, in the uh, the Twitter sphere, yeah. which there isn't. <laughs> um, the uh, 
Graham Smith. I know Phil Hayes on holiday at the moment, but <laughs> been, I reckon there'd have been a couple of rumours, whereas there aren't any, because there's always yeah. there's always people who swap people in public, you know, in wearing leg braces and things like that. There hasn't been any of that, so no. But it will, it will be interesting to, to to find it out. But you, you wouldn't imagine that Bielsa would change any of the system or formation. It'd just be uh, individual changes for players who may be injured or maybe not injured and, and who can play. Uh, we do have a very good record against Swansea City. Uh, I've been looking at it here. We've only lost three times in our past 18 meetings with them and uh, at one point we, we won um, eight games in a row. Uh, but that does bring back to uh, the 10th of March 1962. <laughs> uh, so a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, well, and they used to be in League 1 and League 2 for ages. Yeah. So. Uh, of course, last season though, uh, we weren't unbeaten against them. A 2-2 draw away at Swansea. We beat them 2-1 at home uh, back in February of uh, this year. Uh, so, score prediction then? I think it could be a draw. A draw? I think it could be, I think it could be a, a Desmond. So, what are you going for? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 to Leeds United. I'm, I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, but it's sure to be a very... I think it'll be, I think it'll be an exciting game. Yeah. I just think it'll be 2-2. It's two, sure two. to be a very good game. Swansea doing well. Leeds United, of course, doing well. Watch them come, come to Lyle Road and just sit up. Because they, they like dominating the ball as well. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see who's, who wins out in that. Because yeah. we, we, we obviously we love dominating the ball. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. I, I would imagine, given it's Allen Road, we'll probably have most of the ball. Yeah. And, and, and they will sit slightly, slightly deeper than they normally do. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go two one to Leeds United. Hopefully we do win and hopefully we remain top of the league and stay there until the end of the season. That'll be the that'll be uh, very nice. Uh, but that does bring us to the end of uh, episode thirty three of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much as always to Charles for joining me in the studio. Thank you for having me, mate. And uh, thank you to everyone who has listened and watched as well. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed uh, the podcast, then why not subscribe or follow? Uh, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast if you're listening on there. Uh, share the podcast around as well. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leeds on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Uh, me and Charles, we will be back next week. And next week is an international break as well. So there's, there'll be no game to look look ahead to, but we will uh, look back on Brilliant. the Swansea game. And, and I'm sure we'll, we'll cover every, all the um, international players in our squad. We'll have a look at how they're doing abroad and if, see if any of them get injuries or... Yeah. Any of my particularly good performances, and we'll obviously yeah. mention that. We'll, we'll dig out stuff to, to to put in the podcast. We'll we'll find content to, in, to include. We, we will script the barrel for you lot. Do not worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, me and Charles, we will be back next week, definitely. Uh, but for now, uh, take care, and we'll see you later. <laughs>